0: at one point we started to look to move down um, and while that was happening we got the sense that that maybe Paul Dejarvi will drop so we kind of backed off and uh, um, you know you just you kind of know what the other team's needs might be and while there's some speculating it happened that he was available so we, we were fortunate. He's a big strong kid, um, smart player, can shoot the puck, uh, Happy to get him. When did when he did drop to four? Was it a no-brainer at that point, or was there some deliberation? No, he was he was. We were going off our list, and that's where we would have picked him. So we were, we were, there was no hesitation. No. When he did drop to you at four, what, why was there no hesitation? What were his attributes that that made it a no-brainer for you, and, and why you're had happy to have him in the organization? Well, as I said, he's a big, strong kid. Um, I believe he was youngest MVP. I mean, his 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 records this year were terrific. The youngest MVP of the World Junior. He may have the second most points in that tournament. Um, he. I mean, he had a terrific tournament. He was lights out. Uh, played at the men's level was like had a very very strong season. Had a very strong U18. I mean, we had him we had him up in that those upper echelon uh, for, for all year. So you looked like you, you talked to. Uh well, we were we were just looking at jockeying around whether it was moving up or maybe moving down, and, and seeing what you could maybe harvest from going down, and you know. So, it maybe it's more common practice uh, where we were and how the players uh, laid out in, in their rankings. Um, but yes, we talked about maybe moving up, and we talked about moving down also. You spent the, I think you'd spent several days talking about maybe moving this number four pick. You, I assume you end up unable to move it in a satisfactory deal. Uh, now that you got this kid, is it pretty happy about that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. You know, like we, you know, I've said it's been difficult to to get a defense, and we put four in. A couple of scenarios that uh, we moved along, uh, at the end uh, one became very real and, and it, it just didn't happen, those, sometimes those things just don't happen. So, um, um, But at the same time, we were also looking to, today at least, we were looking to move up and down and that's when you got the sense that hey, this kid made a drop. So you're a little conservative with that approach, then he drop, so we were fortunate. How, does this how much did you talk to Yarmo about moving up Well, we t- I talked to Yarmo uh, probably uh, for the last week or two, and then we had more talks today. And I- but I talked to three or four other GMs ever below, also. So, in terms of the search for a defenseman, how does it change um, once the draft is complete? Just the type of deals that might be there. Does it does it become more difficult, or is it? Does it well, really, there's like today. Really, there's only one deal. That was involving the pick so it doesn't really change it that much um, you know you, you, you like what happens is you tend to you, you know you build momentum in these deals you think well, let's get it done on draft day with the first day and and but you know it's not essential that it gets done on draft day if it doesn't involve the pick which is essentially what happened spent a lot of time Oh well, you know you have a lot of conversations on the draft floor. I find it, I find it real productive to go, and that's why we get there early. And you can kind of button up some discussions, and, and uh, that was one of them. Do you feel any more confident after discussions today that you'll grab a defensive before you leave here, or less confident before you come home? Um, uh, not like again. As I said, uh, really, there's only one deal that involved the to pick today, so it, it's a good. It'll be a good discussion day tomorrow if something moves along where it's to the point where we have to execute a deal we'll do it but we well, as I said, it doesn't like tomorrow's a good day where you can talk to these guys. Maybe it's a little less stressful on on player for player because you know, you're talking about the secondary picks now. So, Puliarvi is a right winger, and he comes into the organization as as a player. Many people feel will play in the NHL next year. Does that change the complexion on your right side with any significance for some of the holdovers there? Well, he's you know if he if, if he's able to play, obviously uh, he's he could bump someone out. So it, it gives us. I think one of you guys alluded to it earlier. It gives us a little more flexibility and in, in in our search for a defenseman. If if, if that's the case, now I, I think he'll be ready to play. But a uh, big, strong kid to do what he did and. Uh, that's how we project them, but you, you never know look at the history of it, a lot of Europeans talk about just that adjustment Not to the NHL more so the ice surface it, it takes some time and He's got that option that like we see it with this year with uh, Ransom in Colorado would, would that be an option to have him come to North America and try the, the, the AHL for 30 games or something? It might be you know, we uh, we, we had, when we when I was in Boston We did it with Pasternak and it worked out pretty well and so it, it might be. I really haven't thought that much about it. We talked about certain scenarios with him when we interviewed him, um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. What do you think he does best? Well, I, I mean, he's he, he's. He, I like his big, strong stride. He protects the puck very well. Uh, he shoots in traffic, and he can make plays too. Like he, he's not just he's not just a pure playmaker. Maybe he's a little bit more of a playmaker than a shooter, but he's got a real good wrist shot ice. Uh, well, he's a real versatile player. Like you don't, you don't accomplish what he's accomplished uh, at the men's level and at the international level without being a you know a, a real good player. He's obviously a real good player, but he does all this stuff and he's a big, strong body, which I like. Do you feel like fortune of not even having to make a trade to get that guy? It kind of fell into your lap. You know, like uh, teams have different needs and. and yeah, yeah, yeah well, you know, he he slid one pick, and, and yeah, I feel a little fortunate because we had him high. But you know what, other teams may have other guys higher. Um, you know, we, you know, we have an ex. You know, we got a lot of centermen, so to have have a winger come, it's it's nice. You know, to be able to play with play with our centermen, so. Uh, a little fortunate, but I mean, sometimes these guys drop. In terms of timeline, Peter, like the best, the sweet spot for getting a deal, making trades when it's easier. Does July 1st play into it at all? Is it better to try and get things locked up before then? Like, Where's that kind of zone for trying to make well, it? Well, it, it kind of goes, ebbs and flows, like um, there's the shopping period now, will start tomorrow. So you get a sense of some free agents. Uh, there's some teams that uh, want to move before as you alluded to the move before the market starts so you just you know you just continue your conversations you 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 push along the deals you see where maybe there's more urgency on the other side and if, if that's the guy you want to get you, you push that one you just it's just I don't know you just kind of grind along and, and wait to see what what, what kind of which ones develop and and you know we've got obviously got a list and it's ranked but um, you got to you got to play it by a little sense and feel also